From the Chattanooga Area Chamber of Commerce, I'm Jeremy Henderson, and this is Chattanooga Works. When tax incentives come up, it's often in the context of agreements that have gone sour or seem completely out of proportion. For instance, many of us remember hearing about the Foxconn plant in Wisconsin. Wisconsin made an agreement with Chinese manufacturer Foxconn to build a manufacturing facility for flat screen TVs in their state. They provided subsidies ranging from 3 to 4.8 billion, the largest subsidy ever given to a foreign firm in US history. The deal was seen as a debacle, as most third parties estimated that it was unlikely to ever produce enough income to offset the massive initial investment. What we hear about a lot less often is when incentives work, or what a smart, responsible incentive strategy looks like. We're here today with Charles Wood, Vice President of Economic Development with the Chamber, to talk about pilot agreements. Welcome, Charles. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at the Chamber. Um, Sure. So I lead economic development for the Chattanooga Chamber. um, And so we operate really uh, both at a local level as well as a regional level um, in terms of helping recruit new businesses to the community in the region, but also working with existing companies that are here uh, and helping them grow. And then a little bit with entrepreneurs and startup industry as well. And really, there's kind of two common goals uh, for, for the effort. One is that we're Um, we're selling Chattanooga as a place um, for businesses to create jobs. And the second um, is that we're focused particularly on companies that have a product or service they export out of the market, which brings new money back into the Chattanooga region. And so that new money then has a ripple effect, right? The new money comes in as a salary or through new taxes, and then that gets spent over and over again. So as an example, we worked really hard to recruit Westar Aviation out to the airport. Um, they have more than 100 employees at this point. And so when they're, they hire new employees, these are generally people who are new to Chattanooga. So they go out and spend money on a new apartment, a new house. You know, if they buy a new house, then they buy new furniture. Then the real estate agent gets paid. The um, builders get paid if it's a, it's a building a new house. So there's a tremendous economic ripple that happens. And then those people, whether it's a real estate agent or whatever, um, they go out and spend that money again, and then it gets spent again and again in the market. So the idea is that one economic development project that creates, let's say, 50 jobs, those 50 jobs in that payroll gets re-spent in Chattanooga over and over again. So there's a significant economic impact in the market. Um, and kind of one of the jokes I like to say is, you know, in Washington, D.C., they talk about how you cut up the pie. In Chattanooga, we're talking about how we grow the pie. Okay. So if the local economy is a, is a garden and we're trying to grow new jobs, we're, we're the fertilizer? <laughs> I don't know that I'd say that, but we might be the gardener. Okay. <laughs> um, let's start by establishing our terms. What are pilot agreements? So uh, – Pilot, first of all, stands for payment in lieu of taxes. And effectively, it's a mechanism um, used to abate property taxes um, for economic development projects. So um, it is never, first of all, I'll tell you what it is not. It is not a check. So it's not a local government writing a check to a business. um, But instead, it's effectively a reduction in what the property taxes would be um, if that project instead of paying a full 100% of their taxes, it'd be a reduction in that amount over a certain period of time. 
Um, and so if you think about it from this perspective, um, anytime we bring a new project or a project comes forward that has a pilot agreement, um, they're always paying taxes. So number one, they're always paying school taxes. Um, and then as that pilot term goes through throughout its period, um, there's a certain amount of money that gets written to city and county government that goes into the general funds. So, um, so they're from a, if you look at it from a recruitment perspective, there's always a positive economic impact anytime there's a pilot agreement that's, um, that's entered into between local governments and, and, a, and a company. So when we hear the terms tax abatement or incentives in the news, that's basically the same thing. Um, it is. There's a there's a number of different types of incentives that are used by communities around the country and around the world to recruit businesses. So tax abatement in particular is a specific kind of incentive that's used to help recruit a new business or encourage an existing business to expand. What is the chamber's role uh, when it comes to pilot agreements? Um, so the, the chamber operates both for um, the city and the county as basically a sales arm. Um, and so we are constantly out selling Chattanooga, Hamilton County, and the region as a place to do business So and, and trying to recruit new companies in. When we're in that process of recruiting a company, um, if if an incentive is warranted and if a pilot incentive is warranted and we do not, pilot agreements are not offered to all companies. Um, and so it's only if it's necessary in order to get the project in is something that we would then recommend. And our role is, is an intermediary, right? So we work with um, local governments and to determine what um, an acceptable level of incentives would be. So what an acceptable level of that pilot agreement would be in order to bring the company in. Um, and it's a discretionary incentive, which effectively means that it's really up to local government to determine whether or not they want to offer a tax abatement or how much that tax abatement would be over time. Um, and so we operate in the middle of that. So we work at first with the company and then the mayors um, to develop out a recommendation that then goes to the city council and the county commission for approval. Um, so, you, so you just said, you know, they're, they're not offered in every case. Um, what, what are the circumstances where the chamber would recommend that they be included? Sure. So first of all, um, the project has to have a large enough capital investment for it even to be worthwhile going through the process. So typically that is nothing less than five to $10 million in capital investment. Otherwise you would, the company would spend more money on, on legal fees and kind of going through the process than they would benefit from in a, in a tax abatement. So it's got to have a large enough capital investment. And then and in addition to that, and that's part of, we kind of refer to it as the holy trinity in economic development. So it's jobs, average wages, and capital investment. And so those three things typically will determine whether or not um, a company would even be considered for a pilot agreement. And then the other pieces of this are competitive in nature, right? So um, is this a company that is actively looking at another location outside of the Chattanooga region, outside of the Chattanooga market? Um, because if they're not, if they're only going to do business in Chattanooga and the only reason um, for them to be in Chattanooga is because they're serving one customer that's already here, then there's no need to offer them an incentive. They have to be here. They're going to be here anyway. Um, so we look at it in terms of competition. And um, and that's really an important component to economic development. That is effectively why we act as a salesperson, right? Um, 
because communities are constantly competing for jobs and investment by companies. And this is not just a local initiative, uh, local issue. This is a global issue. So what would you say then to those who argue that companies should be required to pay their fair share and that no one should be uh, agreeing to incentives? Yeah, I think a uh, unilateral disarmament would be awesome. So most economic developers, myself included, are not fans of incentives. Um, it becomes something that uh, potentially plays communities against each other. It, it puts communities in a position where um, they're foregoing resources that could be used on other things. Unfortunately, because it's a competitive environment and communities are constantly competing for these jobs, we've entered into a position where we're constantly looking for ways to, um, ways to help offset other costs. So it could be that um, we're in East Tennessee. It could be we have significant topography issues on a site and they might be looking someplace in Illinois or Northern Alabama where the site has no topography issues. It's completely flat and they save $2 million um, by going to that Alabama site or that Illinois site rather than coming to Chattanooga. And so incentives help balance out that, um, that competitive disadvantage. So that's part of the reason that they're offered. The other is, is because um, most companies, when they're, um, when they're making a decision that does not have to be in a specific location, um, they're measuring lots of different attributes for each community. So they're looking at what it's like to hire employees. They're looking at what the workforce pool is. They're looking at what the costs of sites are. They're looking at their distance to major infrastructure, like a, an interstate. If you're a site that's if you're a distribution company and you have 500 trucks a day that leave your your building and you're one mile off the interstate versus another site in another community that's 10 miles off the interstate, think about how much gas that is every day those, you know, those trucks operate. And so we're constantly looking for ways to help put Chattanooga and the Chattanooga region in a better competitive position and incentives are required to do that. It's because we're competing against other communities constantly for that. Okay. So the next time all the economic developers get together in one place, you guys just need to agree that no one will use incentives anymore, and then we don't have to worry about it anymore, right? They've, they've tried some of that before. <laughs> I don't know that it's worked very well. The EU actually has some rules around it. Um, so, yeah, the European Union has some rules around uh, offering tax incentives and things like that. However... Um, local governments and, uh, and, and different countries have gotten around that by doing things like building out industrial parks. Um, so they're, they're building publicly owned sites with infrastructure in the ground that's ready to go and using that as an incentive rather than a tax incentive. So there's a, there are a number of different things that kind of go into an economic development project from an incentive perspective. Okay. So walk softly and carry a big stick as a community. That's a good plan. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being with us today, Charles. Thanks so much. That's it for today. On the next episode, we'll be speaking with Mike Dunn, Communications Manager for Hamilton County Mayor Jim Coppinger, about the 2020 census. There's a lot more at stake here than you might realize, so tune in to find out why it's important that you make sure you're counted. Until then, work at Chattanooga. Thank you.